0: 119 to 100, the Philadelphia 76ers take down the San Antonio Spurs at home last night to win their sixth straight game. They now go to 22 and 16. The Spurs fall to 15 and 23. The 76ers, they led for the entire game. I mean, really, the Spurs were never in this game. Um, the Sixers, they go off to a big lead to start the first quarter. And in the second quarter, the Spurs had a slight chance. They uh, got the lead to within eight, and then that was about as thin as it ever got. And Really, they they just from the start they were at a disab- they were at a disadvantage. They were um, missing Keldon Johnson, and Derek White, two of their best players. Keldon Johnson's actually turned into a really solid player, kind of a diamond in the rough. White's a solid guard, but so the 76ers though they had 13 total players play in this one uh, since it was such a blowout. That's that's a lot. That's a full roster size uh, to put in perspective. And one of them was Charlie Brown Jr. How about this guy? He came in the first quarter and gave a huge boost of energy. He racked up a total of three points. You know, that's not much, but it was from an end one that electrified the crowd. He had three rebounds, two assists, and then two steals and a block. So he's from Philadelphia. This is his hometown, so that probably felt great. Uh, he really just provided a great boost. This was his first game with us. It was really cool to see, and the crowd was going wild on some of his plays. Uh, and as usual, no team had an answer from this first and this one had no answer. Embiid slash 31 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists. you uh, was just dominating. You know, Jakob Pertl, uh, Eubanks, Drew Eubanks, that is, none of those big men had an answer for him. And Tobias and Curry, how about them? They each had 23 points. Tobias is starting to heat up. He had 23 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. He shot 9 of 12. Um, 9 of 12, that's crazy. It's Incredibly high, and especially for Tobias Harris, it looks like he's finally starting to heat up. He's finally taking shots that he knows he can make uh, a lot of high percentage shots, and he's making them as opposed to earlier in the year. Curry, yeah, as I mentioned, 23 points. He also had seven rebounds and seven assists. So both those guys balled out. Matisse Saibo got the start. He finished with 12 points and two steals, and he shot five of five from the field. And then Corkman is really the only player that had a Below average game yesterday, he started, he had only had seven points, all three of 11 shooting. And he only hit one three-pointer, and that's where a lot of his misses came from. Um, something that kind of shocked me is all starters logged over 30 minutes in this one. I kind of thought that, you know, we would be able to rest some of these guys uh, on, on the sixes, obviously. Uh, but, you know, it's not really a big deal. I just, I figured that was kind of interesting considering uh, it was pretty much, the game was over. DeJute um, Murray. Really the Spurs only star, especially when Kelton Johnson's out. He balled out last night. Twenty seven points, five rebounds, nine assists, ten of twenty three shooting, so a decent night shooting, but you know, he was racking it up in the stat column stat sheet. And I really like this guy. He kinda came out of nowhere too. Uh you know, he had a little bit of, a little bit of potential, just like Kelton Johnson. Uh but he kind of arose and he could be a star player. Um he's a little bit better than Johnson in my opinion, this should be in everybody's opinion. And really the only other notable name for the Spurs, Jakob Hurdle, he had 17 points and six rebounds. Uh, there's nothing that he could really do to stop and beat or the Sixers at all last night. Uh, so some gains around the association last night. The Nets they lost to the Bucks by 12. A statement win for the the Bucks. Obviously that well that game was in Brooklyn, so Kyrie could not play. And if you guys are late on the news there, Kyrie has returned, but again he can only play the road games. The Bulls they beat the Wizards so. They're keeping their ground in the uh, first with the number one seed in the East. Atlanta, they lost again, and here we go. This is the interesting part of the podcast here. They are now 17 and 21, um, and you may ask why I'm talking about that, but that's because Ben Simmons. So the Atlanta Hawks defense is one of the worst in the league. So Ben Simmons is a defensive player of the year candidate, and he's good on offense. You know, he's had his shooting struggles. We all know that. I'm not even gonna get into anything about that. But he's a great facilitator, and anybody that says no to that is just wrong. We all know that, no matter how much of a baby he is. So there has been some interest from the Hawks uh, with the trade. And I would not like to make a trade in, in regards to Ben Simmons to the Hawks, unless there's a three-team deal. But I don't want to get any of the Hawks players, so I'll tell you why. First of all, uh, they don't really have anything that we're looking for. We kind of we want a guard. We want a guard that can shoot, that can be a closer Really, the only guy that would be a good fit for us, and you can even, nah, Trey Young would be a good fit for us. You can, I can see how somebody would say not, but I would say for the most part, Trey Young would be a good fit. But they're not trading Trey Young. as their franchise guy. Um, but I, other than that, they only have shooters really, and they're not good enough shooters. Like they, they're knockdown shooters, but they're not. They're they're role players, good role players like Bogdanovich, Kevin Herter, guys like that. It's nobody I would want to trade Ben Simmons for. But there is a possible. T- there are talks about a possible package including one or two of those shooters with um John Collins and John Collins' game I've always kind of liked I I kind of liked him for a while until last year's playoff series uh but I just don't think like I, I just don't think his gameplay will fit well for the 76ers and uh, especially with Tobias Harris who's already the power forward you know you don't need Collins to clog up some space there you know, there's just there's just not going to be really anywhere to put them. It's going to uh, cause like a little problem at the inner depth chart. So, I just don't see why we should make a trade with Atlanta. I mean, at the end of the day, if they're the only team offering us something, it's better to have a player than to have one that's out for personal reasons every game. But uh, this is the one thing that I would like. So, and there has been talks about this. It's realistic. The 76ers should do everything in their power to go get De'Aaron Fox it it really is realistic. I mean most likely it will have to involve a three team deal. That's what the rumors are. Um but if we trade Ben Simmons, uh that so there's not going to be a cap problem. So Fox is on a big extension, uh you know he just signed it. So but there's not going to be a cap room problem cuz Simmons is on his large deal. So usually when teams do these deals, they have to find a way to dump cap room and it could be harder to make. This one won't be as hard to make because of the cap room's not a problem with, when we're trading Ben. So Fox, he's on a five-year deal. Um, he's, he's just an elite guard. He, and this season, he's averaging 21.5 points per game. So a little bit of a decline from last season. Last season was 25 points per game. But the Kings are just so bad. They have so much good young talent. You know, Marvin Bagley has been kind of wasted. He just hasn't planned out well. You know, uh, guys like Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton's been a, good, a very good player. But they're just, they're just not doing anything in Sacramento. I mean, uh, Sacramento is probably one of the worst seen, worst franchises in the NBA. They're just kind of lost. You know, right now they're 16-25. So eventually they're going to have to make a trade or do something with their team. And I believe that Ben Simmons is the answer with maybe a couple of other players in a three-team deal or guys from the Sixers. And here's why Sixers fans should want Fox. So first of all, um, you could question if he could be a closer for a championship contending team. I think he could. Uh, I think he could for us. But... First of all, we might not need one. You know, Embiid could be our closer. But Fox, who knows, maybe he would step up in a situation like that. Second, he is so fast. He's probably the fastest player in the league. So imagine the pick and roll, how lethal it would be between Embiid and Fox. And just having to deal with those two players, speed and size and the strength, um, well, strength and size of Embiid and then the speed of De'Aaron Fox, Um, that's lethal. That would be very good. And I think if we were to do this trade, I think we would bump up to championship contenders this year, and I don't think there's a doubt. Um, And then Tobias Harris, he goes into a third-star role where I think he thrives a lot more. And then he goes back to his all-star self last year. You know, he just missed the all-star game. But, I mean, seriously, I think this would be a great deal for the 76ers, and really it would be a steal, in my opinion. It's going to be hard. But again, they should do everything in their power to go get him. I mean, if we don't get Fox, I don't think any other deal would be worth it. I think this is the only realistic deal that could work. You know, people could say Jalen Brown. It's not realistic. The Celtics, I mean, I, I would like Jalen Brown. But the Celtics, you know, they mentioned talking about trading him. But they're just not going to trade him to the 76ers. Let's be real. I just don't think that's a possibility. I mean, you never know. But right now... The Fox deal is the most realistic, and it's really good. Um, So keep an eye on that. You know, trade talks have uh, come up a little bit here and there. They've resurfaced a little. And by the way, I forgot to mention, a a potential suitor for this three-team deal that could be included with the Sixers and Canes are the Cavaliers, and I'll tell you why. The Cavaliers, they're 22-17, and and they hold the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference right now. So it looks like they're on pace to make the playoffs, but this is a younger team. Uh, you know, they're only three games, four games out of being not even in the play playing tournament and only three games uh, from the 10 seed. So they're kind of right on the cusp of possibly not making it. And there's a chance uh, they have a little bit of a downfall. You know, they're a very young team, incredibly young, you know, but they have guys balling out like Evan Mobley. Um, but they just lost Colin Sexton a couple of weeks ago to a meniscus injury, a mis- meniscus tear. And he had surgery and his season is over. So I mean, they might be looking to buy to buying something, you know, even if they're not getting Simmons, they're probably going to get something in this three team deal. That's pretty decent. Uh, maybe even some veteran experience um, from either the Sixers or the Kings, you know, guys like Buddy Heald come up. But I don't think the Kings are deal healed and Fox in a three team deal. Unless, I mean, it's possible, but you have to map out everything. Or who knows? Maybe they get veteran experience from us, like the Danny Green or somebody like that. Uh, and I like Danny Green, but if we make this deal happen, um, that would be something. And the Cavs, like, like I said, this would not be a bad deal for them. Uh, I think this would be a good thing for them to jump on, especially because this could be their first playoff appearance in a while. And then next year they get Colin Sexton back and all of a sudden, you know, they got some cap room and some more draft picks. Um, they could be a good team. So this might be a a good idea for them. That's just one of the teams that stands out to me for a possible deal. The Heat also stand out to me, but I don't know. I don't think they're going to jump in on this. I think the Cavs are the best potential suitors. Um, And they've also been interested in Simmons. Uh, Like The the talks with him and the Cavaliers have come up a lot um, a couple months ago, not really much now, but that's enough of that for now. Um, I would love De'Aaron Fox, and hopefully it happens. But so the 76ers, they play the Houston Rockets on Monday night. I'll have a pregame podcast out um, before that game, and then I'm sure I'll recap it on Tuesday. But I'll keep you guys tuned on the Instagram. And remember, it's Philly Sports Talk. Um, it's kind of a weird username. Let me pull it up real quick. It's pretty weird because Instagram uh, would not let us use our normal username for some, or, like, just a normal username. It's P-H-I dot, period, not dot. L-L-Y-S and then sports, or L-L-Y and then sports talk. So I had to add a dot in there. I thought it was a little more messed up. Go get a follow and I'll keep you guys tuned on uh, upcoming podcasts. Um, so 76ers fans, keep an eye on there's a couple of games tonight since your hometown, or 76ers are not playing. The Bucks play the Hornets at 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Conference Showdown. And the Heat play uh, the Suns at 9 o'clock. So hopefully the Heat could lose there. 76ers could gain some ground tonight. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in we came surely peace